What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Welcome to Deckheads, a production of iHeartRadio. Welcome to Deckheads with your hosts, Nick and Anna. Broadcasting from the bottom of the boat, below, below deck. Ooh, I'm horny. All yacht talk all the time. I'm having a party. We're shoveling coal to keep this show afloat. I love cocaine. We're off the map in international waters. I need some drama, me. Hide that cocaine. Never. In my nose. Just so you know, I'm in an open relationship. Below deck. Woo! Below me. What? Deckhead. Woo! Nick, 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 Nick. Anna, can you hear me? Honey, you know I can. Oh, yeah. Dope, dude. So uh, I thought for a special treat, today we would uh, record this episode. What does that mean? I have forgotten to record the last 12 episodes. But I have. But that's fine because you can recreate it doing my voice. Obviously, anyone listening to this episode will have already heard the last 12 episodes, but you will have uh, re-recorded my vocals. Yeah, and this is my impression of you. Ma, 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 ma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listenership did go down. That's too bad. Yeah. Though I will say but, we've been getting a lot more um, interaction on social media. Again, these episodes have not aired, but yes. Like people that are is like the result. Tweeting at us, saying funny yeah. things to us, calling us homophobic. Like we are out here causing yeah. issues. But that was an active listener who likes the show. Who is also homophobic. 
Wait, no, I thought he was saying I was homophobic. No, I think he's saying it, it's a bit a, that we do. Remember? Impossible that he's homophobic. No, he's not homophobic. I was just joking. He was saying that we, sorry, it's sometimes people tweeted us. I legit have no idea. That's why I respond with, I'm sorry. I don't know what you're talking about. It was so long ago when we recorded this. I don't even remember our own bits. Our but, show is famous for not having any homophobia in it. No, I think you were saying that you're more pro LGBTQIA uh, yes, plus than yes. I was, which any day of the week made me homophobic automatically for not being as pro as you, which I do want to argue is false. No, here's the thing: I might lose the argument about who's more pro sex work, but mm. I will never. So you're lose admitting the that I am actually who in is fact more LGBTQIA plus friendly. Well, I would argue I am more pro-sex work and more pro-LGBTQIA plus friendly. Have you ever been arrested on Gay Street doing what you believed in? Because I have. What does that even mean? You need to provide more context. You can't just call a street gay. No, it's called Gay Street. It's one block long in the West Village in New York City. Uh-huh. And I was arrested on it. For doing what? Doing what I believed in and doing what I loved. Which is? Standing up for the rights of all men. Okay, well, this is not To smoke good. pot. This is not good. I, I was smoking pot. Okay, you were, you were, a, you were in fact, <laughs> holding down the LGBT, LGBTQIA plus community. Yes. Okay, see, that's not being pro. I would argue you Wait, just... holding down? Yes. No, you no I was holding, holding it, it down. down for them. You were holding them physically down. <laughs> I, was in a, I was not a cop. I was not the police officer. I was being held down. Okay, well, we'll leave it to whoever tweets us in 10 weeks about it. <laughs> when this goes out 18 weeks, we will hear Yes, I can't wait to remember think. what we were talking about. Regardless, Nick and I believe you should be able to do sex work if you would like. And I believe you should be able to do any kind of sex that you like. True. And we believe that sex workers should be allowed to unionize. It's like so simple. It's so so simple. simple. Give them fucking rights, man. Give them rights, man. It's annoying. It's annoying to disrespect folk like that. Human beings deserve rights, regardless of sex, gender, orientation. Uh, sex, gender, orientation. Did I say that? All right. Well, I think we uh, we did a good job, and there's no reason to do a bad job. Wait. So uh, I do want to say Career. shout out to iHeartRadio for writing an article and including all of iHeartRadio reality shows in it as well, not what all the best them. reality shows are. They included all the recap shows for the most part. Yes. Which yes. Is, they, it was they, not a list that was hard to make. No. But we made it. It was an inside job. Three of my shows from my reality TV slate uh, recap shows. Will you accept this, it. Rose? Yes, will you accept this, Rose? 20-day fiance. Yep. And decades. And what are the other two that made The other on one this is list? Love in Sight, which is a Love is Blind show with Gigi. If you guys remember Gigi from the show, she hosts a show Love on iHeart. Love is Blind. Gigi from um from Love is Blind? Yes, I just said She's number hot. I said Love is Blind. I love so many of her facial features. Her eyes, 
her chin. You don't even need to comment uh, her, on her facial features. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay. Also, <laughs> the other one is uh, Ben and Ashley Eyes, Almost Famous, also on our network, which is hosted by Ashley Iconetti, formerly of The Bachelor, and Ben wow. Higgins, formerly of The Bachelor. So they recap the show and, you know, talk to their other contestants. And it's a fun Well, show. I would love to have them on Below Deck rewatch podcast Deckheads. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they watch, but I can ask. I don't care. You know, I don't want to talk about this show anymore. Once the show goes weekly, it's just me getting to know hot people that I know from television. No, uh, it's not it. (laughs) Okay. When this show goes weekly, we're going to have actual guests and we're going to recap every episode. Not, I mean, we already recapped every episode. I mean, like we're going to recap the show weekly with a guest who also watches. And let me tell you, so many people watch now. I'm learning like left and right. So many people. Who watches. I hear it so many times. Like anytime I'm in a meeting with someone, you know, they're always like, what have you been up to? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. And then I, I say that I have this. Among my many accomplishments, I say this show. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I would say more often than not, that person was like, I'd be like, I love Below Deck. Wow. I love to hear Isn't it. Isn't that surprising? So surprising that anyone would ever... And this is how they say it. Boom, duck, Bunny munchins? No, no bunny munchins. Bunny munchins? Dad. Bunny munchins. Below deck. Bunny munchins. What? <laughs> what? See, now this is an impression of you. What? Where am I? What? Bunny munchins? <laughs> What's bunny munchins? I know Bugsy. So, guys, we are talking. We're talking below deck, y'all. Episode friggin' 16 or so. Season 7. Yeah, season 7, episode 16 of Below Deck. Nice. The Scorpion King. Is that the name of the episode? Yeah. Oh. Well, we continue with Captain Lee finding out about Kevin hurting his back and being stressed out about it. Oh, shit. So he goes down to talk to Kevin about it, and Kevin's sitting on the crew mess table being like, it hurts. You ever been there? The I know you're a young, young woman. Oh, with back Have you pain? ever been laid out with yes. your back? You Actually, have? I had to go to physical therapy for my back and neck pain. You're too young. Mm, I'm 30. You're too young. I'm 30. And sorry to break it to you, but I have back and neck pain. I had to go to physical therapy for it and learn certain stretches to help. God, that sucks. I got really bad back and neck pain for a while until Yo, I learned your life how to do the stretches. Bums me out. What? Thank you. What the fuck? <sighs> Sorry, dude. It is. Oof. Man, your life. Everything I hear is just like, and that too? Oh, my God. You know? What am I supposed to do with this info? Look, I don't know. I just, this may not surprise you, but I grew up pretty privileged. Oh, my God. And uh, your life bums me out. My life is great. Yeah. No, I, I just mean you're in the past. You've had some <sighs> issues to overcome. And you did. I'm just saying it sounds hard to have done it, but you did do it. And it's remarkable and you should be applauded. And it's women like you that will really inspire the next generation of change makers. What is going on right now? 
All right. Let's... Just trying to pay you a compliment. I don't think women get enough compliments. I think little boys get a lot of pats on the head and are told they're smart, but women don't get it as much. And it's, uh, it's just as true. And especially in your case. This is you patting me on the head. Ugh, so condescending. I just think so, you're great. And you do a great job. Thank you, you to Nick. Uh, to oh. be clear, I do solely run all the social media for this show. Thank you so much. So hmm. Captain Lee goes down to talk to Kevin about his back, and it's a fucking disaster. And Captain Lee says that he's the only one who knows anything about a galley because he used to own restaurants over the last 20 years. And he's good on the grill, but he can't make a pimple on his ass when it comes to prep and presentation like Kevin can. I don't understand why uh, he had to say that. Oh, because whenever he sees Kevin, he thinks about his asshole. Because mm, he eats ass. And how it quivers. Yeah, it aches for him. Wow. And that, my friends, is called comedy, Nick. The fuck? Take notes. What? Take notes from Captain Lee. Like you could learn a thing or two. About I comedy. am insulted. Uh, for what reason? Because you're bad at comedy and I'm telling you to take notes. God. What? Oh my God. You need uh, an apology from me. All right. We can move on. Apologize to me and we can move on. So this is actually Just a one apology and then I'm sorry. I'm, back on board. I'm sorry. See how long it takes men to just do anything? They just like need so much. No, I need to take a break. Oh, shut up. So, Te, first officer Te. Take a drink. Yeah, I was going to say it's a drinkable moment because we are interacting with Te. Well, basically, he helps Kevin try and stand up. Kevin's clearly struggling, but there's no contingency planned. So, Te has to help. So drink up, because we're interacting with a first officer slash head engineer, guys. Te is in the house. T-E-H is his name. Te. So Kevin makes his way up to the galley, and he's walking, but he's in so much pain, he just keeps groaning through it all and making really pained faces. Like, every time he touches something, he's like, ah! Oh, God! Oh, ah! He, like, picks up a pan, a baking pan, and he's like, oh! And it's like, (laughs) sorry, I freaked my dog out. And it's like, (laughs) wow, man, another awardable moment. Well, I mean, that's what he's doing, though. You see it. He's like, oh, God. He's like chopping onions, like, yeah. Do you blame him? Yeah, kind of. Oh, then you obviously haven't hurt your back like that. No, I have. But I don't like, I don't act like that. <laughs> That's for a fact. I'll be like, ooh, sorry. Though. Ah, sorry. I'm just in a little bit of pain. Ah, sorry, sorry. I'm not like, ah! Ah! like him. That's how I act. When I, um, you know, sprained that tendon in my foot, quote unquote. Yeah, go ahead. Explain it to me. I would lay in bed just going, no, why? Why? My foot hurts. Oh, my foot hurts. Lyra, did you hear? My foot hurts. And uh, yeah, and how would she know. react? And uh, well, she moved out. Oh, okay, that explains a lot. 
<laughs> she left town. Yeah, she's not come back. I miss her. But she's gone. So uh, you got to move on. So if anybody wants to set me up uh, with anyone, uh, I know it's Quar, but I, I, got a, I got a coronavirus test two weeks wait, ago. Wait, I'm getting, a, I'm getting a call. Oh, good. It's from a woman named Rocky. Ro- Rocky? Says, Balboa? She says she's single now. Rocky Dakota is single now? And she's ready to mingle in the choir. Oh, my God. And she, where, where's her little van? Her what? Her, her little van. You know how she travels around the country in her van? She does? Oh, my God. Uh, get an Instagram account. I don't follow her on Instagram. Oh, my God. Ugh, she's private. I, I don't How am care. I supposed to host this show with you? I don't know. I just you, think about your priorities, which is following Rocky Dakota. Yeah. Hmm. All right, let's get back into it. Yeah, I would love to. I'm mad at you. Okay. Uh. Well. Anyway. So I'm over it. Kevin goes over to the dinner with Kate, and he's cooking venison. And he says they cook venison a lot in New Zealand, apparently. And he's he's excited to show the guests some venison. And if you guys don't know what venison is, it's deer. Deer meat. I think everybody knows. It's not like my deer, deer meat. It's like D-E-E-R meat. Yeah, it's not like a Civil War letter like, Dear meat in Virginia, I've been thinking about you while eating hardtack. Hmm. So the guests are in the hot tub, and of course the housewife Alexis and her boyfriend are being very handsy. She's like, I need a pen. Uh Uh-oh, did I just feel a pen on my ass? It's like, uh, I don't don't know. Did you? Because you're grinding up on your boyfriend? It's his boyfriend, right? Well, whatever. It's... The next day. Yeah, no, it's not the next day, <laughs> Nick. Whatever, they're being handsy in the hot tub. And Brian's talking to Ashton about his issues with Courtney, and he says he just wants to set things straight with Courtney, but she isn't interested. And the texting stuff was blown out of proportion. Then he says they're not even having sex, but doesn't want to force anything because he isn't even sure if she wants to get back with him. And if I were to give her any, any advice, I would say don't get back with him. And I'll tell you why later. If I could be more bored of any relationship on earth, I can't imagine it. Well, I'll tell you, in this episode, I have fully turned against all the men on this show. Except for Captain Lee. He's fine. But Kevin, Brian, Ashton, and Tanner, in my opinion, and I am not even afraid to say this because they're all shit people, they can all drown. Okay. I hate them. I think they're evil, shitty, toxic masculinity, trash bros, and I hate <laughs> them all, and they deserve nothing in life. <laughs> do you want to know my opinion? Oh, no. Do I? Probably not. Okay, then no, I don't want to hear it. Okay. All right, say it. No, I don't. You don't no, even, no, please. I don't, look, you, we, can just, we can just do a real rah-rah pro-women at all costs, no matter the specifics. No, go ahead. Tell me your thoughts or, on this. Man, these fucking dudes are so cool and fun with each other. The, the, that last scene where they're coming back in... No, the, let's not talk about it yet. When we get the there, vans, we can talk about it. And, you know, it's like every single time. It just... 
it just like summarizes it so perfectly. Like the guys are having a good time and the women are yelling at each other. And it's the way it's that way every time. Why are the women yelling at each other? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm in the good van. No, it's because of the men. They create mm. problems and then don't deal with the uh, the fallout. Well, you know what? Nobody on a boat. It's never a good idea to hook up with someone. You know, it's never I a agree. good idea. I agree. Never is it a good idea. I agree. And so if you do that, I don't have any sympathy for the guy breaking it off later. I mean, go fuck yourself. You tried to fuck, you know, fucking date a guy and you didn't get very far. It's not, it doesn't make him an asshole. Um, I that's don't fucking life. think that's what happened. That's going to happen a thousand times in your life. Sorry. Your friends are going to fuck him then. Okay. I don't know what, you're a little out of context right now. So uh, that so. that night they're having an independence themed dinner party to celebrate uh, Alexis's divorce, and she asks if they can eat inside because it's so hot out, and she doesn't want to have to keep taking showers because of all the sweat. And Kate agrees, even though she says she hates it because the dinner table inside is right next to the galley, which means they have to be quiet. And the stews start setting up the independence themed decorations and the table decor, and it looks nice. I guess, yeah, it's not uh, it's not as good as Bugsy's stuff. Sure, Bugsy or Brooks. Brooks was like next level. And I looked at Brooks' Instagram. She's doing that kind of table decor setup at her parents' house for things. It's wild. So Tanner keeps flirting with Kate, and she says that he's cute and has no shame and is like a thirsty puppy, and she's kind of into it. And Ashton basically tells Simone that Kate and Tanner are flirting. And Simone says she regrets going there with Tanner, but it upsets her to think that they're basically just both going to be jerks about it. And Tanner and Riley are disagreeing on what part of the deck to wash first. And of course, Ashton takes Tanner's side and Riley's like, what a bunch of idiots. And Kate says she doesn't like to break girl code, but Tanner is no longer hooking up with Simone. And Simone has been annoying her lately, so the girl code is slipping. Uh, whatever that means. Kevin asks for a dish to serve gravy in, like a gravy. What is that thing called? Dish. A gravy boat? dish. Yeah. Boat. A gravy boat. Wow. A gravy boat. Boat facts with Mickey T's. Uh, I feel like that's been a boat fact of yours. The nope. gravy dish is also called a gravy boat. The rear of the boat is the stern, not its butthole as you thought it was. <laughs> it's a great write-up. <laughs> it's a great write-up. So, uh, <laughs> and you know what? Prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. It's called the stern. <laughs> yeah, so Kevin asked for this dish and Kate says, well, they discussed which plates he wanted earlier, but he didn't tell her that he wanted a gravy boat. That's why they discuss which plates, because now the gravy boat is locked up in front of where the guests are seated. So she can't go get it. And he didn't ask for that. And Kevin gets upset and is like, see, look how checked out Kate is. It's like, what, dude? Why? The thing, the most annoying part about Kevin is he refuses to take any blame for anything. He never takes any responsibility for his own bullshit. It's like you didn't tell her earlier when she asked you what plates you needed. She can't just manifest it and read your mind, you dumb fuck. 
<laughs> Let's take a quick All break. Right. Yeah. We'll be right back. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to steal a moment for yourself before the week ahead. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. And we're back. Wow. Yeah, Kevin sucks. If you're just listening to this now, that break was three months long. For the best, I needed my break from you. When I was like, let's take a break, I meant like, let's break up. And we did. Yeah. But now we got back together. And now we're current. <laughs> yeah. Just joking, we're not. And uh, I thought sailing would have started, but here we are. Here we are. Well, Captain Lee joins the guests for dinner. And the guests like the food so far. And Simone and Riley are working on turndowns together. And Riley lets it slip that Tanner and Kate have kissed. And Simone is horrified and upset with Kate. And Riley says, Tanner's a moron. So it's good that Simone didn't go further with him. And Simone's like, yeah, I guess, but still bummed. And Courtney and Brian somehow make up. It's not clear. He just like, shall we make up? And she's like, sure, let's make up. And they start kissing Because there again. was no fight. Well, the fight was over the text messages. Yeah, the fight was over how she acted on that date. No, the fight was over the fact that he texted her about something important that she thought they should have a conversation right. in person about. And he about. did that because she was such a freak on that date. No, it's because he was like, yeah, I thought we were just having fun. That's my opinion. So, Okay, fine. Well, your opinion's wrong. And that's, uh, yeah. and that's end of conversation. And all the women are wrong. And End of story. All as, the women are wrong. As Brian and Ashton always say, end of story. End of story. Nothing further to say. Uh, this is the most we've argued on any season because we both have such heated emotions, mostly me, about these fucking trash dudes that you seem to love. I just watched the 30 for 30 on the uh, Duke lacrosse team. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm sorry. You're just not going to win this one today. All right. Okay, what that makes zero sense. Like, I would need some context to understand why I wouldn't be winning this one today. Uh, do you know what happened with the Duke lacrosse team? No. Who knows what happened with the Duke lacrosse team unless you're a white guy from Virginia. They got strippers to a party. Uh-huh. And then the strippers left after five minutes. And then they, like, yelled at them and they left. And then one of the girls that left accused them of gang raping her. 
And then um, they like canceled their entire season. They were like uh, projected to win the uh, championship that season. Uh-huh. They lost their whole season. Their coach, who had been at Duke for 16 years, got fired. Okay. And a few of the kids had to go on trial for rape. Okay. And um, it was all made up. And uh, it was like a very, very big deal. <laughs> and I'm surprised that, uh, honestly, that you didn't know that story. How would I know that story? I don't know. It was just a big, it was a very big story. <laughs> When, like what year did ago. this? Oh, 10 years ago. Okay. 10 years ago, I was 20 and I was thriving. So no, I wasn't paying attention to Duke mm-hmm. lacrosse. Well, it was a, it, like feminists were very involved in it. That's why I thought maybe, but I guess you weren't there yet. No, when I was 20, I was drinking a lot and partying a lot. So I don't know. I was probably checked out. I was like a yachty. I was like faded. I was like, shot, 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 all the time. It was annoying. But uh, she lied because um, she had a child and she uh, got drunk and passed out and was taken to the hospital. And instead of saying that, like, I was found passed out on the street drunk because then they would do, like, a welfare check for her her kids and... Uh, uh, there would be a good chance they would be taken away from her. So she, uh, to deflect uh, uh, from that, she uh, accused them of rape. Okay, so there's layers to what's going on here. Oh, it's, um, yes, it's very deep. All right, well, yeah, Courtney and Brian somehow <sighs> make up and they're kissing again. And Courtney says she missed Brian and she doesn't like the, she doesn't like fighting with anyone and wants to make it right again. And the guests all go to bed after dinner and Riley's annoyed that they didn't just wash the deck while the guests were eating like she suggested instead of having to wait till they were done, even though they never went back out on the deck. And Courtney drops a glass in the galley and it breaks and Kay asks how it happened and Courtney tells her, but she's annoyed with her and says that she has no respect left for Kate after learning she kissed Tanner. So Simone cleans up the glass and Kate's like, it's okay, we only have one charter left. And then everyone goes to bed and it's... The next day. Started from the bottom, now we're here. You know, started from the bottom of the last day. Now we're at the top of the next. Yes, we are, Queen. Yes, we are. So Kevin says he's okay, and he says he can bear through the back pain to cook, and Captain Lee's happy. Because, you know, he's just an old line cook. I'm just a salty old line cook who can't find his shirt. Yard. Mm-hmm. And Tanner sleeps over. One time I, I okay. accidentally cooked up me leg and served it as the day's special, which is why I I, I use uh, one of my legs is actually just... Uh, Eddie down there, I I tied him to one of my legs, and he he walks for me left leg. Eddie, you remember him, the guy with a thousand voices. The show really, like, gobbles up bosuns and just chews them up and then spits them out. Well, they all become captains. Hmm. Once you're a bosun on below deck, You've pretty much written your tiki because people get boats that they want to hang out with the captain. If you see two identical boats, aren't you going to pick the one where Eddie's the captain? Mm, But he's only on tugboats now. 
Well, look, if you were taking a vacation with your family on two, on one of two identical tugboats, wouldn't you choose the tugboat with Eddie? Ugh, that's debatable. You're no fun. I mean, maybe I would, but I also find Eddie extremely annoying. So yes, yes, I would, because I'd be like, let's see what this goober-ass wannabe Jim Carrey ends up doing. There you go. You happy? Yes. Well, uh, Tanner oversleeps, and Ashton says it happens every once in a while, but Tanner has been making a real habit of it, and I think it's because he sucks. And Riley's not impressed by how much Tanner gets away with because he happens to be a dude in the boys' club. And Ashton tells Captain Lee that things are going well with Riley, and they've seemed to have figured it all out. Don't hold your breath. And the guests are having breakfast, and one guest asks for an eight egg omelet yeah that's the cut bro an eight egg omelet fascinating you know that's probably what it takes to be a champion eight eggs people having like three egg omelets thinking they start in their day but they ain't getting the extra oomph that you get from an extra five omelets. I only do two egg omelets. I guess my omelets are I've small. done 23. That's my record. What the fuck? Why do you need 23 egg omelet? I mean, it was over a couple of weeks. It wasn't in one oh. omelet. Oh, okay. What? That's confusing. So Ashton and Captain Lee scare Tanner and Brian by honking the horn at them. And then Captain Lee does the same thing to the guests. And he's like, ah! It's like, why are you doing this? Ugh, what if someone gets so scared they fall off the boat? Then that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, and then gets that'd run over. That'd be great over. television. Then he gets run over by the boat. Oh, my God. Could you imagine yeah, I how could. great that episode would be? No. Captain Lee would cry. Everyone would cry. And then he'd somehow blame someone else. Uh, so they're headed to dock the boat, and Kate sees the first boat she ever worked on, that renovated tugboat, which we posted a photo of a while back because I read about it in her book, The First 40 Pages, which are free on the internet. Yeah, she wrote about it. Oh, whatever. We posted a photo about it. It's that, like, renovated tugboat. She says she hasn't seen that boat in 10 years. She's like, I had sex on that boat. I had all my stew mess-ups on that boat. And she said last time she saw it, she was being fired in the Bahamas. And she said it was the first boat she handed her resume to, and they hired her right then. It's her first gig ever. It's really reminiscing. Oh, man. Can you imagine how horrible of a stew she was? She was learning, man. She learned everything she could on that boat. She probably fucked all the guests. Hmm. I don't know about that. So <laughs> the guests are leaving. and She did. Okay. You read the book? You read her book? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the guests are leaving. And they're super bummed. They're like, oh, we're so sorry. And after they leave, everyone sits down to have lunch. And they're not letting Riley sit down at first and because they won't scoot over. And Tanner's like laughing because he thinks he's so funny. And Simone says she feels bad for Riley because the dudes are just mean bullies to her. And so Riley just goes to her room to eat after Tanner finally gets up and moves to the bar. And she's like, it's fine, whatever. She goes to her room to eat. And the guys are like, let's just ignore her. Why didn't she sit at the bar? I don't know, because she wanted to sit at the table. But the table was full. Well, I guess if they'd scooted over, 
There would have been so everyone there. has to eat like while touching someone on both sides of them. That's fucking insane. There's three I seats at the bar. I don't know. I don't know, and I don't care. I wouldn't personally have asked to sit down. Cool. Well, good thing you work on this boat. I'm no one would. That that's the whole point. It's like the the thing she asked is you can't even you can't respond because she's never gonna give you a good reaction. No matter what you say, it's gonna be wrong, and you're gonna get yelled at. Well, it could have been like, unfortunately, I don't think there's enough room. Instead of the thing is, I think what upset her is no one responded or moved. They just ignored her. And then after it got awkward, Tanner offered to get up and go to the bar. But I don't know. Everyone's fucking awkward. This this crew is a mess. But anyway, the guy's like, just ignore her. She wants attention. It's like, dude, you guys suck to her all the time. It's true. Anyway, whatever. Kate goes to look at her old boat and reminisce about it. And she says she used to be such a bad stew, but has come such a long way. And now she she's like, I don't want to be yachting forever. And I'm ready for a new adventure. Whatever that means. So uh, it's tip meeting time. And we learn that they got a $17,500 tip. That's good wow. money. Wow. The tips have been so bad that this one seems good. Yeah. You have a show on the network, and this is the tip you leave. Yeah. Is that not good? It felt like they no, were only day good. for a, It felt like they were only there for like a day or like a two no, days. No, they were there as long as anybody else. Oh. Well, Captain Lee is happy with everyone and their work. So after the meeting, everyone starts flipping the boat. And Brian and Tanner are taking a smoking break. And Riley says sh- she should take up smoking so she can just have a bunch of breaks. And Ashton's are like, Ashton overhears this and says, your, co- your comments are not constructive. And she's like, oh, well, I was making the comments in jest, just like how you guys were making comments in jest about me. And then they cut to the guys being like, wow, the guests really like Riley, but only because they, they get to interact with her in small doses. It's basically like they can hate on her and say whatever they want. But if she says anything, obviously it's not okay because of her attitude. So, of course, Ashton scolds her for being a person with feelings. And she's she's like, can you guys just leave me alone to clean by myself? Because you guys suck. So he's like, yeah, fine. And he leaves. Then, of course, Ashton goes and tells the guy that guys to leave her alone because she wants to work alone. And they all laugh because they're monsters and deserve nothing in life. Instead of trying to do anything, all they do is like try and make her life worse. And that's why they're bad people. Like after a while, even if I didn't like someone, I would start to feel like something. I'd be like, you know what? This is getting out of hand. Like we Mm -hmm. all have to work together. This is out of hand. But he doesn't do that. Uh Ashton doesn't do that because he's incapable of seeing beyond his own bullshit. And that's why I don't like them. They're just they're in their own world. They think they're number one. And they're the only ones that matter. And it's like you're hurting people around you and you don't care. Like, how long can you go on like that? Like, this isn't high school, dude. Like, have some empathy. Like, look outside of yourself. Go to that's the thing. None of these guys have ever had therapy or like maybe dealt with any of their own emotional trauma, which is why they're monsters. Sorry. Sorry to read them like a fucking book. All right. Let's take another quick break and we'll be right back and finish this show out. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. 
Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies to steal a moment for yourself before the week ahead. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. And we're back. Nick's crying. I just Cry, didn't Nick. Speak. I didn't speak a lot for the break. Well, then speak more and stop defending the guys. You were on a tear. Because I hate these guys. Nick, you don't understand. I'm getting very fed up with them. Mm-hmm. Well, they're fed up with Riley. And that's okay. But Riley isn't even talking anymore. Hmm. Uh, okay. I, I mean, you know, whatever. I don't know. I've talked enough about it. Let's move on. That's all you want to say? Oh, I didn't want to say anything, actually. <laughs> I was just uh All right, well, talking, this, this, next part's, this next part's for you. Cop. So it's the last charter meeting with Captain Lee, Kevin, Kate, and Ashton. And guess who's coming on, baby? A f- an actual famous person. Jamel Hill is coming on. An actual famous person. If you guys don't know who Jamel Hill is, she's ESPN reporter, sports reporter. Now she's... um, Not since Johnny Damon have we had an actual famous person. Oh, right. Johnny Damon is the baseball player. Too famous. Didn't... uh, They did not uh, show any of her preferences. No? Mm -mm, Not a one. Well, she's, you know... A writer, sports reporter. She has a podcast called Jamil Hill is Unbothered. I follow her. I think she's great. Me too. I've followed her from the beginning. That's good. To the end. So you weren't able to get her likes or dislikes? Nope. Well, we learned that she's coming with all her closest girlfriends. She loves delicious food. She's getting married soon. So this is basically her pre-bachelorette party. Uh, And she wants a 90s theme party the first night and an all-white theme party the second night. With the captain. Yes, queen. And she wants a, uh, dirty themed drinks like blowjob shots. Captain Lee's like, can we get those little dick lollipops? And Kate's like, anything for you, captain. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Dick cake. Cock cake. Yeah, she wants a naughty bachelorette themed birthday cake. So I guess they're going to make her a dick cake. And Kevin says that he's confident making a penis cake. And he says that he has huge cupcake energy. So we'll see. We'll see how these things go. Should be fine. He said huge cock cupcake. Cuck cake? Cupcake. Cuck cake. Cup. Cuck. Cake. Puck. Cuck. 
Okay. Duck. Cuck. Okay. Cuck cake. God, you sound like my girlfriend. I thought she left you. Yeah, that's what she said before she left. She says, do you want to cuck? And I said no, and then she was gone. You would. I think you would be great as a cuck. That's dumb. <laughs> it's a compliment. Well, I wouldn't be. <laughs> wow, so you're not pro-cucking. Yeah, not pro-cucking. You're not pro-cucking? Sorry. <laughs> you're so close-minded. I'm, I'm, op- I'm up for anyone cucking. Just it's not for me. Okay, okay. well, you're very close-minded. Not everything is for everybody. So uh, Riley joins Simone in her room, and Simone says she's just over this whole situation. And Riley says she doesn't think Kate really likes Tanner like that. And Simone says she feels bad because she was such an easy bitch for him. And Simone says she's had a lot of guys in her life let her down, including her father, who abandoned her mother and brother and her and started a whole new family. So she tries to be open and let people in, but every single time with relationships, it doesn't work out. And it doesn't work out. And her mind doesn't work out. Doesn't work out. And her minds are of the pain from her past. That's tough. Mm. Nick, promise me you'll never leave your family. Mm. Okay. Do you promise? Oh, right now? Yes. I promise I'll never leave my family. Thank you. And I will also promise let's we're taking oaths to never leave our families in the lurch. I also promise to never leave my family. I guess I've got some bags to unpack. <laughs> you know you're a monster, right? Mm-hmm. Ugh. Well, Simone says she thought her relationship with Tanner would have been a seasonal thing, but he started disrespecting her when she still had to see him on the boat. And he says he played her, and it was very hurtful. And Riley's like, well, you know what what helps? Getting under someone else. Oh, shut up, Riley. You're literally the dumbest person here, and you need to shut up. No, I mean, it would definitely help Simone get over Tanner by hooking up with someone else. What a basic thing to say. What a boring what Fucking are you so basic. against? You want Simone to sit around and be hurt by Tanner? Like, what are you arguing here? No, I don't want that. Okay. But it's the dumb thing to say, to be like, you know what you gotta do? You gotta fuck some other dick. You know, because it's, it's just that like, dumb. it's the most obvious thing to say. It would and make it also her feel better. Just, See, stu- who the fuck, who the fuck is she gonna fuck? It's gonna make her feel better to go fuck Brian or something? Like, no, there's no good ideas here. No, it'd be like, make out with some dude at the club. She tried to get with someone, and she didn't, and it's fine. You're doing what the guys are doing, which is attacking Riley just to attack Riley. No, the guys are straight up having fun and working hard, getting the job done, and getting along with each other. I hate you. This might be the end of the show, because you can't seem to understand that these guys are evil. And Riley and, her girl, and off Mike. Riley and her girl are just having a good chat and you're out here hating on them for joking around about fucking other dudes to get over another dude. Get over it. I'm over it. the jokes. Get over it. You monster. Let women chat how they want to chat and joke about what they want to joke about. And if that means getting under some other dude, then let her say that. Who cares? She's trying to make her friend feel better who's clearly going through it because her boss is trying to fuck her ex hookup. Fuck off. They're not friends. You've never been there. They don't hang out one time after this. You don't know that. So I'm um, 100% sure. 
okay, well, everyone's getting ready to go out and the cabs are split between girl, girls and guys again. And Riley says she's underappreciated by the deck crew. And Kate says Riley deserves to work on a yacht with a manager who actually manages because Ashton has gotten a little too big for his boats and britches. And in the other cab, Tanner says he doesn't like bitchy girls, but he wants to get laid. So the bitchier, the better. That makes no sense. You love that guy, though, right? Because he's like so smart. That's what I thought, Nick. So they go to the night market to eat food and explore. Uh, and they see a cat and a baby Bjorn, a baby Bjorn in glasses, and Ashton is shook. They should call it Baby Bjorn. Baby Bjorn. I'll post a picture of this cat because Ashton could not handle that this cat was like in glasses. He was like, oh, the cat's got glasses on. Yeah, that cat doesn't want to be wearing glasses. Why? No animal wants to wear glasses. You ever put an animal, you ever put glasses on your animal and it didn't shake them off and immediately? Depends. I don't know. I'll, I'll she was like, probably negatively affected whenever she did it, like shook off her glasses. She would probably be, was, was beaten or uh, starved um, oh to a God. point where she's like, fine, put the glasses on. It's better than the abuse. I can't deal. And then Ashton's like, oh, isn't that cute? But no. All right. Are you happy? I talk, it feels I like against only Ashton. Instagram pets can wear sunglasses. And you're saying it's because they're abused? Yeah. Okay. Well, good to know. Uh, I only learned the ones with the standing dogs. I only learned recently that they were abused. I didn't know that they were so deeply abused and fucked me up watching videos of them being abused. Mm. And then now I don't support dogs standing up and like doing human things because it's fucked up, man. Animal abuse. I never supported that because, you know, I don't, last thing I need is a dog taking my job. Well, shut up. It's a dog doing stand up and you're like, see, the dogs are taking our jobs. (laughs) Look, dogs fill up Madison Square Garden. I could never do that. Do they really? Yeah, Westminster Dog Show. Oh, okay. Well, anyway, uh, Kate and Riley and Simone, they're about to eat a scorpion. And they're like, oh, it's not that bad. Like crunchy. It's like corn nuts. And then they get more and like everyone's fighting over scorpions. And then they run out of scorpions. You're like, what is happening? Why? Yeah. There's other foods there. They love the scorpions. So Eat a scorpion and move on. Kate thinks that the scorpion is her, in quote, spirit animal, even though we don't. You shouldn't really say that because you're just appropriating more Native American culture that you don't understand. But she's like, it's like, I'm nice. I'm nice. I'm nice. And then it kills you. So I guess, yeah, Kate is a scorpion. So uh, Kevin buys a bunch of crickets for the next charter. But then, of course, Kevin and Riley get into it because she's ordering over his shoulder some food while Kevin is attempting to buy a bunch of crickets. She's trying to buy scorpions, I guess. And of course... He goes and complains to Ashton and the guys. So, of course, another reason to hate on Riley. And then Riley knows what's up. So she decides, fuck it. If they want drama, I'll give them drama. And she calls them out and she says that Ashton's a misogynist pig and egotistical. And Simone says that Riley's a boss ass bitch and says her and Riley are similar. But Riley says all the things that Simone wishes she could say. And Riley gets emotional and says she will never work with Ashton again. And Courtney looks annoyed and Brian asks her why she keeps defending Riley. And she says she thinks they shouldn't accelerate the situation with her. And the guys are like, oh, Riley's just crying for attention. And Simone's like, well, she isn't crying for attention. She's crying because she's upset. 
And all the fucking losers laugh. They're all like, yeah, whatever, man. Uh, And this is like, how is this behavior? Okay. Like no one knows how to be an adult and like diffuse it. Like they only know know. how to be It's insane. Like the guy was ordering food from someone that he did not have a clear line of communication with. And he's doing his best to communicate what he wants from this stand. And for some reason, Riley is behind him, just bugging him the whole time. But he's like doing too much or getting too much. It's like, you have got to shut up. I'm trying to order food from a woman I do not speak her language. You are making this so much harder than it needs to be. Also, there is zero chance that this is the one food cart that they can go to. What ha- what they have at this food cart is replicated, I'm sure, at dozens of food carts very close by. And she could go to any of them. But for, what- for some reason, she has to like go f- have a fight with Kevin about it. Classic, typical fucking Riley cannot do anything without making it into a fight. Meanwhile, everyone else, as soon as they're like, just ignore her, they go back to having a great time. They're not doing anything to her. Mm, except for like ostracizing her and alienating her and making her feel different. She from alienated else. herself. They don't want to hang out with you because you suck to hang out with. Not because they got together and they're like, hey, you know that really cool girl that we love hanging out with? Let's for no fucking reason ostracize her. That's not what happened. How come none of the girls feel that way? It's only the because guys. They don't work with her. That's why. They have to work with her all day. I don't know. Last season, okay. the guys worked with her, but Ross didn't treat her like this. Tyler didn't treat her like that. Yes, everyone got in a fight with her, even Ross. Yeah, but they didn't treat her like how Ashton has got all these bros to treat her. Like shit. That that doesn't mean she doesn't deserve it. That just meant Ross was no one deserves stuff like that. No, Ross was like a human being who was like, you shouldn't make anyone feel shitty. Ross was incredibly patient. Well, like epically patient. I don't agree. Regardless of how shitty someone is, I don't agree with making them feel this way. Uh, Chandler got in fights with her all the time. Yeah, and Chandler sucks. So suck. it's not like it was some cool bosun get-along season. I just think, like, alienating someone and ostracizing them because you, like, struggle with them, that's not, like, I don't know. Right. I don't well, care for let's it. let's not talk about this anymore. I just don't care for making up. people feel like that. All right. I will make you feel like that soon. So watch your back. So... Courtney keeps telling the guys to back off Riley and Brian takes that as an offense to his manhood to not torture women. And Courtney calls him out and then starts crying and says she isn't used to men talking at her and being so aggressive like Brian is. So, yeah, what do you know? Brian's also being shitty to Courtney for just trying to defuse the situation. Go ahead. You want to defend that now? What? Brian's how Brian's treating Courtney because Courtney's Um, trying to defuse the situation. Yeah, he should try to defuse the situation. Everyone is just trying to have a fucking good time. No, Courtney, the jobs are stressful as Courtney hell. Courtney is trying to defuse the situation between the guys and Riley, but Brian attacks her for doing that. What's that about? Because the guys didn't do anything wrong. And so But they are doing something wrong by accelerating 
the drama. Accelerating. I do not think that is the word she was looking she for. She said accelerating. I know she said it, but it's like embarrassing that you keep using it. Well, that's the language she used. And I'm just repeating what she said. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, I don't know. I, don't, I'm not, uh, I, I think these guys are all monsters, and I don't think it's just a coincidence that all I don't the- think Courtney and Brian are in a real relationship. Yeah, regardless, he shouldn't speak to her that way anyway. That's right. the problem. These guys all speak down to the women because they think they're number one. That's the biggest problem is they think they're the shit, but they're not the shit. They're monsters. And that's why one van is a bunch of monsters and the other van is a bunch of women who are upset because they have to deal with these guys. So they all get into the cabs and go back to the boat. And in the cab, Courtney is crying and Riley's in a rage. And Kate says she was just hoping for a peaceful night. And then the fucking assholes unaware of anything losers are in the other cab the guys all giving each other friendship bracelets and that's why i hope they all drown because they suck and they're unaware of all the pain and destruction they cause along their way they suck that's my final answer okay yeah and then in the cab all the guys are asking tanner if they're if he's still gonna bang kate after this like, that's how unaware they are. They're like, yeah, Kate's going to want to fuck you after this. Well, she is. Mm. And in the other cab, the girls are fucking losing it. And now Riley's even upset with Kate. And back on the boat, the guys and girls are all divided. And Courtney says she's upset with Brian and his behavior. And she says she's over it and doesn't want to rekindle this. And the guys are all on the deck drinking and talking about Tanner having an agenda. And then Kate comes out. And then the guys are like, oh, and start laughing at her. And she gets upset. She thinks they're talking shit about her. She calls the guys a bunch of fucks. uh, And they think it's hilarious. And then Kate goes back into the interior. And Kevin's trying to find his bag of crickets to eat. And Kate will not let him in the galley and tells him to go around and get out of her interior. And he just wants to go into his room. And Kate is fed up and says, Kevin has put his foot down enough with all his issues. And she says she doesn't want him in, in her interior anymore. Kate slams the galley door shut and says she walked up to rude things and is not happy. And Kevin starts yelling to wake up Captain Lee, I guess, uh, which is unnecessary. And then Kate comes out and slams the door behind her and says it's not okay to walk up and have everyone talking shit about you. And then Captain Lee comes out and, and lectures, them about, lectures them about being too loud and tells them to go to bed. And he says he's madder than a pissed on chicken that there will be real hell to pay in the morning. Then he says some other thing about like, if you have an issue, come wake me up and talk to me one by one. And it's like, you want a bunch of drunk people knocking on your door and being like, Captain Lee, I have an issue. Hey, don't worry. I've got my shirt off. Come on in. It's weird. Don't look over there. No, it's the piles of money that I steal. (laughs) You're an idiot. What do you like? I don't understand that. I was like, why would you want all these drunk people in your business? What he should say is if you have an issue and you're wasted, go to bed and we'll deal with it in the morning when you're sober. I don't know. That's the end of the episode. Nick and I are breaking up because of how heated things got. So boat facts. Boat facts. All right. It's time for boat facts with Nikki T's. Imagine the ultimate lifestyle. That comes with combining a private yacht and a luxury vacation home. A home that takes you all around the globe, allowing you to wake up to new scenery outside your private veranda every few days. That is what life is like aboard the world. 
the largest private residential ship on the planet at 644 feet. Since our launch in 2002, the world has continuously circumnavigated the globe, spending extensive time in the most exotic and well-traveled ports, allowing residents to wake up in a new destination every few days, exploring the depth they had never before thought possible. With only 165 individual homes, the world's residents, it's aboardtheworld.com, by the way, the world's residents enjoy one of the most exclusive lifestyles imaginable. Residents from 19 countries own their individual residences, but collectively they own the ship, ensuring that the experiences on board and off are far beyond their current luxury travel standards. Um, you can get studio residences, one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom. They are all very luxurious. And this is just straight up a boat you live on. You live on a boat. Okay, it was like one one studio, two studio, three studio. It's like a Dr. Seuss. Yeah, like Dr. Seuss. So it's just like a cruise ship, uh, except there's no trash on board. It's just the uber wealthy, and they live there. And you can just straight up live on this boat all year long. They have six unique restaurants, or having a meal prepared in your own private residence. The world's master chefs display extraordinary skill in preparing global cuisine with the freshest local ingredients. There's uh, numerous lounges and bars, the Cigar Club, Lobby Bar, Marina Bar, Pool Bar, Regatta Bar, Quantum Bar. Anyway, it's, uh, it's like every picture is like bonkers. Um, and uh, that's what's up. The world. Residences at sea. Hmm, I like that. Okay, that's Boat Facts. Bye. Wow, I, should we get one of those, like a timeshare? Yeah, well, let's talk to iHeart. After I get my new laptop, we are going to get one of these. It's the dream, you guys. It is the dream. All right, thanks so much for listening. Nick and I are going to look into a timeshare boat studio apartment. Uh mm-hmm. That we share with our families. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bye. <laughs> Follow us at Deckheads Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Oh, actually, I want to shout out one person who tweeted at us. Vicky McHugh, thanks for tweeting at us. She wrote, please listen to the recap podcast Deckheads Pod with Anna and Nick. It does not hold back, nor does it disappoint while tweeting at someone else who tweet about watching Below Deck from the beginning. So thank you, Vicky. She also wrote, when I look back at Corona, my brain will instantly cue your intro to Deckheads during my nightly walks. Uh, And then she said she left a five-star review, but she's in Canada, so we may not see those. But I don't know how that works. So thank you, Vicky. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Thanks for shouting us out and suggesting us to someone. So yeah, you guys can leave us a five-star review as well on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever you want. Leave us a five-star review. We love you. We love you. You can follow us at Deckheads Pod on Instagram and Twitter and email us at deckheadspod at gmail.com. I'm at Anna Hosnian. Nick is at Nick's Turners. Check out our merchy, 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 merchy. We have t-shirts and other designs that you can put on whatever you want on Public Deckheads Pod. Check it out. Link in our bios. Wow, that was fun for me.
Stay tuned to the next episode, episode 17, to see if Nick and I are still communicating without a mediator. All righty, we're out of here. Deckheads is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need— eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Did you know some travel credit cards offer 10 times points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side-by-side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at NerdWallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.